0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout, which is now part of the High Productions family. As per usual, I'm Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. This week, I am joined by an actor and writer who you may know from their seven season stint as Loose Check on Orange is the New Black. Please welcome to the podcast, Matt Peters.
1: Drama school dropout. Graduation day for you, drama school dropout not your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout
0: Hello! Hello! How are you today? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm good, very jealous of what I can see of the sun radiating off the back of your wall <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's a pleasant day. Uh, I I hope there's not uh, too much external noise going on. We have some.
0: Uh, it's all good. We're all at home. Corona yard virus. work
1: being done. Oh.
0: What can you do? We're all at home. Completely different.
1: Apologies, everyone.
0: It's all good. Um. So, how are you? How has been this new year? Uh
1: yeah, different. Interesting. Um. Yeah. I mean, I suppose relatively terrible. I <laughs> yeah i i agree uh yeah I'm, I'm definitely waiting for things to get back to normal
0: at least you got rid of trump
1: yes thank cloud, uh,
0: silver lining um
1: yeah it's still weird to realize that there's 70 million people here that are totally insane
0: we've still got an arsehole in charge so you're doing better than yeah
1: us. yeah so things are definitely better um it's uh it's a relief uh, that every day isn't just uh i don't know panic inducing so yeah things are definitely better
0: at least we uh, can't hear uh, from him on twitter anymore like at least he's gone
1: yeah God, that's a, a huge relief it's a huge huge relief um i'm not he <laughs> i'm not on twitter anymore because uh basically because of that stuff it you know it became such a shit show
0: well he's gone now uh, you can come back to the party
1: yeah, I suppose. Um, and I, I definitely considered it after uh, they, they kicked him off, but I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not terribly active on social media. The whole thing kind of, I don't know, it irritates me a little bit. So
0: I, I think it, it irritates everyone, but...
1: Yeah, people insist on doing it all the time.
0: Could you imagine how many people's jobs would be lost if Instagram closed down? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, a lot of... uh,
0: (laughs) Get rid of TikTok, get rid of Instagram and watch the world crumble.
1: uh, A lot of influencers uh, losing their mind, not knowing what to do with their... uh, All that charisma.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what I like to ask everyone when they first come on the podcast is, how did you get into acting and what was your first role?
1: I think mine... I mean, everybody obviously has a different story, but mine is pretty... Mine's particularly unique, so buckle the fuck up. Um, it's <laughs> I did not go to drama school. Perhaps I should have told you that.
0: I mean, I hardly went. So. <laughs>
1: yeah i um, I moved to L. A. to be a stand up comedian, and that was for years. That was my my big ambition. But I got into acting because I was a office PA for Jinji Kohan, who is the creator of Orange is the New Black. Uh, I was an office PA on Weeds, uh, the show that she was doing previous to that, for seven years, six, seven years. You know, and I was a, a, a gopher, like, a, you know, I'd grab coffee and lunch for everybody. It was a pretty demoralizing job, I guess. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I also was not very good at that job. I was not punctual or resourceful, and I was probably disrespectful and stuff like that. So it's a miracle that I was there that long.
0: I mean, it got you where
1: you are now, so. Must yeah, she Gingy's extremely generous, and I owe her everything. So that was my my first like legitimate, I guess, union gig, was on weeds. There's a character on the show that was a protester. Sort of, yes, a kind of yeah, radicalized, born again, anti-abortion protester. Of stalking Alanis Morissette's character on the show, they had me audition for this role. I got it, luckily, and they liked what I did uh, with the the first episode. That they kind of gave me a little arc on the sh- on the series, which was you know a huge surprise and really great. Um, and kind of based on that, she she really liked what I did and was like, "Look, there's a character on Orange. It's like perfect for you." So, I mean, that's that's kind of basically how it happened. Um, so,
0: what was it like uh, going from like the production assistant to the writers' room on Weeds to then being the person? that brought the writer's words to life.
1: Much better on the self-esteem, I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I knew that, you know, that I was interested in acting and it was I, I wanted to do at least a little bit of it. Like uh, like I said, my major ambition was stand-up and I had sought out that job as a, uh, as a PA on Weeds because I was interested in becoming a writer. But at the time, I wasn't like pumping out scripts or anything like that. I was pretty much doing stand-up every night And, you know, going to bed at three in the morning, waking up hungover is, I don't know, it was a rough lifestyle. Life of an
0: (laughs) artist. So you actually, you went to school for screenwriting, if um, my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, was right. Um, How'd you discover that? um, It was difficult. There's not a lot on the internet about you. Um, So I was doing like my research and I was like reading past interviews uh biographies like orange is the new black fan pages and there wasn't a lot like i couldn't i didn't find out i suppose that's because of lack of interest <laughs> um, i was like what school did he go to couldn't find that um it's I really just, yeah couldn't find it i just know you couldn't, find, well, you
1: couldn't find the school but you knew what my major was
0: it just said matt peters went to school for screenwriting <laughs> where um I will send you the link. I've looked at about 20. I want to say it was maybe something like, you know, one of those like off-brand Wikipedias that was especially for Orange is the New Black. Right. Okay. I, uh, I had to dig deep.
1: Yes, I did go. To, well, I wanted to be a film major at uh, the university. Um, they were not offering that major when I was attending. So I sort of I cobbled together a, uh, a major in the uh, media arts and design program. I had a concentration in writing
0: for cinema. Bund, I'd, I'd like to write and you've done things. You you married a writer and you've put out films. Uh, is that still something that's like in the pipeline of, have, have we been writing anything over lockdown?
1: <laughs> I, I wish I were that productive. I have a four-year-old son. It's hard to <laughs> accomplish anything. Um, yeah. My, yeah, my wife is a writer and, uh, she is much more disciplined than I am about, you know, knocking that kind of stuff out. I, uh, um, I, I won't try to <laughs> bully you. I, yeah, I'm not doing much of any of that. It's I so wish good. that I were. I feel like it's like a creative necessity for me. Like I need to, I don't really have an outlet for anything. I'm not doing stand up anymore. Um, I, <laughs> totally. so I wish I had more of a kind of a, an outlet for uh, my point of view, I suppose. But Get that's back on Twitter. Stand-up.
0: Just tell everyone what you think.
1: <laughs> yeah uh i can't they'll do only it.
0: take you but... off if you incite a riot apparently
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so then 2013 rolls around and netflix produces a brand new tv show called orange is the new black it's currently up until now had over 105 million viewers over that that's an estimate and you were playing the role of Loose Check, and you've done seven seasons, and you became a favorite character of lots of people. What was that like working on that show in the beginning when Netflix hadn't produced something of this magnitude before?
1: Yeah, truthfully, I, I wasn't sure that anybody would see it because you know Netflix wasn't a proven entity uh, as far as like you know creating its own content. Yeah,
0: Orange is the New Black done that, it proved everyone wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really did, but I mean, it was all. You know, uh, really unexpected. Um, I, you know, read the pilot and I was like, wow, the pilot's fantastic. It's going to be really good. And then going to the premiere, the you know, the, the first episode of the first season, that pilot episode, I was like, I, it looks great. You know, this is a great episode. So I was like, you know, pleasantly surprised at all that stuff. It wasn't until, you know, prior to the premiere uh, or the Netflix premiere, kind of reading reviews, no, the reviews are very positive that That it might get some traction as far as viewership.
0: Oh, 100%. It's stretched just completely across the world.
1: Yeah, it's totally unexpected.
0: Um, like, who expected a little boy in Scotland? I think I was 2013, so I was 15 when it first came out, and I watched from the beginning. Yeah. And Yeah, it's,
1: it's, yeah, it's crazy, yeah
0: stretched far across globes and things there was one thing that i wanted to ask you and i may have missed a major point and i don't know how i'd have missed it because i've watched it so many times but there was a massive thing with loose check and back to the future Uh so you had the delorean and the self-fastening nikes did i miss like that being explained because that sort of just seemed to come out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it kind of did. I don't think it ever is explained really like why the fascination. I think you just have to accept it.
0: Mm. I'm uh, here for it. Just wanted to yeah. make sure I hadn't missed anything.
1: Wardrobe actually gave me those uh, shoes, those air mags. I have them in my closet.
0: That was one of my next questions. Did anything manage to make it from set back home With if you borrowed it in air quotes? or
1: Yeah, I wish they'd have let me uh, keep the DeLorean That would have been a nice gift.
0: Could have used it now to make some money on the side during COVID. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, I think anybody that has a DeLorean basically just, uh, you know, yeah, rent it out to uh, film productions,
0: proms, film productions.
1: (laughs) Right. It's a a very odd car to drive. It's basically like um, you're basically lying down in that thing. You're pretty much horizontal.
0: Did you try and get to 88 miles an hour, though?
1: Not possible. (laughs) Yeah, not possible. I think I may have gotten it up to forty. Yeah,
0: halfway to time travel. <laughs> so right. Looking back on that, uh, Orange is the New Black, it's been finished for a few years now, which I'm still devastated about, and think it could have went on forever. You had some like lovely moments with some of the characters, like um, Nikki Nichols, played by Natasha Leon, um, and Gloria, played by Selena Leva. I hope I'm saying her name correctly. Um, do you have like a favorite scene or season that there was to film?
1: I don't know about a favorite. It was all pretty great. Um, one of my fondest memories, uh, n- not a moment, but a, a season, was the um, the lockdown season the uh, the riot where I was with all the other officers in the bubble. It was such a good season. The, um, it was particularly memorable because we were always in that bubble and we were always together, always in our underwear. I became very, very tight with that group, you know, throughout the series. You know, I uh, was kind of, you know, working with a lot of different castmates. There's obviously a, it's a huge cast, there's a ton of people. So, but because of that situation, we were so tight knit, we um, we ended up getting along great.
0: Um, Honestly, Orange is the New Black, it, it changed the the structure and like the way that we look at television now because i I don't think before we watched orange is the new black there was a tv show out there telling the story the way it was being told because orange is the new black never glossed over anything and never tried to portray anything as it wasn't and then one more question about orange is the new black before we move on um would you be down to do a loose check prequel season so like, just how Luce grew up, all of that jazz, like outside the prison, because I think that would be hilarious. I'd be,
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously, yes, of course.
0: <laughs> Silly question.
1: All I'm doing is auditioning for uh, kind of random things here and there these days. So uh, I'm you know, desperate for work. So obviously something that would sit around me personally would be pretty lovely to do.
0: Um, have you been doing anything, have you got to do any acting work over the past year since all of this craziness has started?
1: Yeah, a few smaller gigs, which I'm, you know, I'm grateful to have gotten. Obviously things are pretty bad here and uh, productions have slowed down substantially. Uh, things seem to be picking up now, but um, I guess around the early part of the fall, I was able to book a few things kind of right in a row. I certainly didn't expect anything like that to happen. I just kind of assumed that for the entire year that there just wasn't going to be anything available. But, yeah, I was able to do uh, whatever. I did an episode of NCIS LA. I did a...
0: Not enough people uh, listen to this to get you in trouble, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's already aired. Um, I did uh, a really cool gig um, doing the voice of a puppet, James Corden, for... um, A show produced by Robert Smigel. Have you ever heard of Robert Smigel? The name uh, rings a bell. He's he's a sketch comedy legend. Here, he uh, he was a writer on Saturday Night Live for years. He was one of the original writers for Conan O'Brien. He's the creator of Insult the or Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. He did a uh, a show um, that immediately followed the first presidential debate between biden trump um so it was like a heavy on the politics puppet show
0: i really hope it all comes to the uk though because us as brits we love to take the piss out of james corden do you yeah he's sort of just that in my opinion he's just like he's everywhere and like
1: yes he's omnipresent yeah
0: He's doing all of these things that nobody Wants him in yet the one big thing That the British people want which is Another series of his British Sitcom Gavin and Stacey There are millions of people he could earn So much money just by Making another series but he's in All of these things that nobody wants him to be in But won't give us what we want
1: <laughs> I've not seen Gavin and Stacey is it uh, It's worth a so watch?
0: good oh, yeah. 110% um, and James Isn't even like the standout in it he's really Good but James's writing part Ruth Jones plays the other sort of secondary female character and she is just a god Uh, I could talk about Ruth Jones for days and days the characterization is great I would recommend Gavin and Stacey to anyone on this earth I don't even think you need to necessarily be British to get it. The the comedy and the writing is so like universal and superb. I would definitely recommend Gavin and Stacey. Okay. And you'll also get to see something that James Corden is good in. (laughs) Have you watched his talk show? I've watched his talk show. He's good. He's a lot better than me. (laughs) Um, It's just sort of, I'm not talking about the talk show necessarily. I'm talking about him being in like Peter Rabbit. Uh, He's in like, every
1: single film that musicals yeah
0: yeah like prom which was shit um yeah um like he's just in
1: i didn't um yeah i mean he's he's admitted to it being a fucking nightmare i think everyone has when something's so bad it makes me want to watch it um (laughs) i'm pretty curious
0: We're coming to the end of the podcast and I like to play a little game with all of my guests. It's called stage right or stage shite. And I'm going to give you three crazy theater stories, drama school stories, secondary school stories that have been submitted by the listeners. Uh, two of them are completely true. And another one has been fabricated by one of my friends and she does all of this and sends it all over to me. So I don't know which one is which. So it's our job to figure out which one is stage shite. Um, gotcha. So number okay. one, we were doing Mary Poppins at our theater club and our director made me and three other people who were playing penguins tie our shoelaces together and trap our arms to our sides with belts for six weeks before the show so we could walk like penguins.
1: Yeah, I could see that happening. Number two. That
0: is, yeah. <laughs> my secondary school drama teacher was fired for giving the girl playing Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz nicotine patches. His excuse, they made Judy Garland smoke. So secondary school, you're like 16 in Britain. So he was giving a 16-year-old nicotine patches. No clue why. Okay. Number three, during the height of the TV show Glee, my drama teacher thought that he would be able to make us all like Shakespeare by changing the lyrics to When I'm Gone by Eminem and rapping it to us in class. We hated him and I really wish I could remember the lyrics. So I'm guessing that's like when Will Schuster used to like rap on the daily.
1: (laughs) God, that's horrible. So my instinct oh, is
0: like, I don't think a teacher would be giving somebody nicotine patches.
1: Yeah, That's although I mean, that awesome. sounds like a, that sounds like kind of like a tabloid story, you know, like, uh, so I can imagine, I can certainly imagine somebody being that stupid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if I were to guess, that would be the shite. That'd yeah. be the shite.
0: Uh, I'm going to look now. Oh, we were both wrong. It was the Mary what? Poppins one. So that actually happened. Okay. Well, yeah. So that... I'm shocked. That guy's nuts. The uh, Okay.
1: Yeah. Si- the Mary Poppins, they said six weeks with... Uh, yeah, six weeks. Shoes. That is... Yeah. I mean, that's very extreme. But I mean, and I, I can't imagine there being a... Uh, was this in high school production? Like, a- uh,
0: It just says theater club. So I'm imagining like, you know, when you go on the weekends because your mom and dad can't be bothered with you right and they're okay. like go to that theater club but like that's... six weeks is a long time yes <laughs> tie your shoelaces together and just strap a belt around your arms
1: I remember yeah it sounds like a very thorough director like, um yeah. okay that There's makes only
0: kids that go to those as well so that was probably traumatizing right that's a that's a fun way to torture a kid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'd be down for that um But yeah, we've come to the end of the podcast now. Um, Thank you so much for coming on and joining me. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I'm a massive fan of Orange is the New Black and yourself. And I can't wait to see what comes over my way in the UK next. Um, Hopefully we'll get you like in the West End or something where everyone can come and enjoy you. Um, Where can everyone find you online and on social media and things? I know you said you hated it, but we'll plug it anyway.
1: Well, the only thing that I'm on now is uh, Instagram. Um, and actually, I believe it's Matt Van Peters is my, uh, okay. (laughs) I'm the, I'm the only like, uh, I'm going to, this is going to sound like fucking sour grapes. I'm the only, uh, (laughs) like orange is a new black cast member that isn't verified on there. I don't know that's because my account was private for a long time, but, um, yeah. So don't go looking for a blue check mark.
0: Okay, so if there's anybody listening from Netflix, we need blue ticks over here, stat.
1: Please, it's humiliating.
0: Thank you so much for coming on and uh, best wishes to you and all of the family. And I hope you make your way through the rest of this pandemic safely. Thank you, you
1: too. I, I appreciate you having me on. It was fun.
0: and there we have it another episode of Drama School Dropout Complete episode number 20 I can't believe we're this far in and all the guests throughout the whole podcast have been so amazing and we've got some really amazing ones coming up so I can't wait for you to find out who I'm chatting to if you're feeling generous please remember to follow me and Matt on social media and if you're feeling a little bit extra generous please make sure to scroll down and leave us a little rating and review it boosts my ego and it really does help the podcast and remember you can always submit your theatre stories for stage right or stage shite by emailing us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com and remember for the whole month of April we are celebrating my birthday by doubling up on episodes of Drama School Dropout and a very exciting one's coming up because this Friday it is my birthday. I'm turning 23 but I'm not going to tell you who I'm chatting to just quite yet. I want to leave that one as a surprise but I will leave you with this clue. Six wicked rent heathers let's see if anybody can work it out thank you so much guys uh this always it makes me so happy to know that you're enjoying my little lockdown activity which is now sort of turning into possibly going to go on for a long time so who knows but thank you so much guys and i will see you again next time
1: drama school trooper. no graduation day for you Drama school dropout. to your whole course. Now try
0: something new. Drama school dropout.